Hi everyone! Before we begin, a short warning. Today's episode starts with a rude little outtake which references a body part. Listeners who would prefer not to hear about that should skip ahead by about 23 seconds, and for listeners with small beings around you, we recommend headphones. You'll find out why. Speaking of which, I taught Anil the word bellend yesterday. Didn't know what that was. It's a very British word. Oh, I don't know what that is. Bellend? Think of the end, what a bell looks like, the shape of a bell. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And it's the end of something. Google it's this. at the end of something. Get it? The tip of a penis. Hello. Welcome to Spack Snack, the Seattle Progressive Asian American Christian podcast where we talk about what we're eating. And what's eating us? I'm Thomas, and I go by he, him pronouns. And with us today, we have... Jenny. I go by she, her pronouns. I'm Pauline. I use whatever pronouns. And I'm Christina. I use she, her pronouns. Thank you so much for tuning in. But first things first, an update about our podcast. Two of our co-hosts, Aya and Mickey, have stepped away from this podcast and we are heading into a new chapter for this podcast. We wanted to thank them for their contribution throughout these past two seasons. And we also want to let all of you know that we are working on our rebranding our podcast for this new year. We'd love your feedback on what you want to hear or what resonated with you in the work that we've done so far. And reach out to us uh, by Instagram and we can look forward to hearing from you. Yay, thank you. I just wanted to echo what Thomas said and say a big thank you to Aya and Mickey. They've done so much work for this podcast and we've had such good times with them. So thanks. It's been an amazing time and we're super grateful for everything they've done. Something I will always remember is the noodle episode that we had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a contest. Um, I'm not going to say I agree with the results, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> The and wet nudes bracket. Yeah. And it, the bracket was, the bracket was fine. I mean, <laughs> but the idea was great. The idea was great. Execution. I will disagree with politely. <laughs> sounds like we need a rematch. Yeah. It sounds like a, a rebrand opportunity right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all the great ideas that came from Mickey and Aya and everything that they did. I'm so grateful for that. So today... We're talking about a type of food that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is donuts. <laughs> First order of business is it donut or doughnut? D O N U T or D O U G H N U T? I feel like the places that are more hipster use the D O U G H N U T spelling. And then everywhere else does like just D-O-N-U-T. Um, I, in my mind, I always thought, oh, this could potentially be an American versus British thing. But I was told by Jenny that this is not the case. Yeah. I mean, the whole um, doughnut with a G-H, <laughs> this is so funny, <laughs> is like way more, what do you call it, like dictionary-ish. But 
donut d o how do you spell this d o u and d o n u t is more popular now um especially because dunkin donut was spelled with the that way the shortened way oh actually a proprietary eponym 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 <laughs> uh-huh or generic trademark so kind of like kleenex and it's like facial facial tissue but it's just called kleenex commonly because of the market share they have and the branding they've done or sharpie yeah that's another one. Oh yeah i never thought about it that way all right real quick how many proprietary eponyms can you come up with off the top of your head oh my god 10 seconds uh sharpie um kleenex tylenol uh i don't know english (laughs) (laughs) i'm like blender toaster i'm like looking at things in my kitchen wait aluminum foil is one (laughs) <laughs> no, aluminum foil isn't one. Yeah, I think that's like actually, it's not a brand. I got confused. It's not the aluminum foil, it's saran wrap. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. right, right. You're saran right. wrap. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Instead of plastic wrap? Why does cling that film. Cling film. So gross. That's a, that's a UK thing, cling film. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. feel like cling film is said like everywhere else. And well, yeah, yeah. Saran I think... wrap here. Yeah, it's saran wrap. Saran <laughs> Everywhere the British Empire was, it's cling film. Right. <laughs> Which <laughs> is arguably the rest of the world, <laughs> except for parts of Asia. Well, thank you all for indulging me on that. Seattle is a donut town, and each one of us snacks is doing a special donut shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to um, a spot that is in Northgate area called Family Donut. And particularly wanted to shout them out, not just because their donuts are delicious, which they really are because, um, so here's a backstory to this whole thing. Um, I live around the area and I constantly see this donut shop, but it was almost always closed. And I was always like, what the heck? Like, I, I want to try them out, but it's like a really tiny shop. It's always closed. I don't know what the deal is. So I just always thought, hmm, sus. Like, so I just like didn't bother. <laughs> right? Donut but then, sus. <laughs> but as we know, like the, the, the way of the world is that if it's a tiny shop and it's, it's still there after a long time, it's probably really amazing. And like, you just don't know like the secret about it. And that was actually the case with the donut shop. So one time I was walking past and it was like one of those chance occurrences where I saw like the open sign flashing at me. And I was like, I, this is my chance. I need to do it. And so I go in, I just bought like two or three donuts. Um, and it was like this really friendly, like Cambodian American family, like who were greeting me and they decorate the store with like a beautiful picture of the Angkor Wat and everything. And I was like, oh, cool. And so um, I was like, yeah, you support like local Asian American business, right? And I go home and I take a bite of this donut and it was like super fluffy, so delicious. And I was like, whoa, I've totally been missing out. And then the next time I saw them open, there were so many people like trying to go in. And so I figured out the deal was they open at some like unholy hour at like 5 a.m. And they sell out by like 10, 10 o'clock, like 10, 30 or something like that. Because people just go in and they buy like dozens. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's like, I think it's like a real hidden gem. Um, and I just wanted to like also highlight the legacy of Cambodian American families and their um, ownership and operating of wonderful donut shops like throughout the country, which apparently started in Southern California um, through the work of a Cambodian American Im immigrant um, called Ted Noy. So special shout out to them and um, to also let you all know to look into that because it's a really fascinating story. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And they, they do a great job. They also have um, savory breakfast options. So they have a like, the biggest like croissant looking thing I've ever had. <laughs> and it's like cheese and ham. Um, it's really good, but also super filling. Um so yeah, all of their donuts have been really great. I haven't had a bad one yet. Um, today for the podcast, my partner bought me a box of six and they're like, there's like a buttermilk one. And then there's a jam donut, which is one of my favorites. There's a blueberry, there's old fashioned, there's like a maple bar. Yeah, it's, they do everything. Awesome. Jenny, what about you? So um, Thomas and I live on, like we live in South Park, which is South Seattle. And in the town next door in White Center, there's a donut shop called Good Day Donuts. And we've become regulars mainly because donuts are Thomas's like top three favorite foods. Mm. <laughs> and they're He's donuts. eating one as we speak, by the way. My mouth is so full. <laughs> and their donuts are so, so, so good. And I have to share this. So today right for this podcast. Um, Thomas went out to get us some donuts and Thomas, you know, it's like, what kind of donut you want? I was like, I want a cruller. And of course, Julie was like, I want maple bar. And Julie is my sister who lives with us. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to mention that. And Thomas, what happened when you went to the donut shop? Well, when I got to the donut shop, I asked for a dozen donuts, which is what we got. It was delicious. Still eating. Went through all the different selections and then when I asked for uh, the cruller, the maple old fashions, the uh, all the other flavors of the old fashions was next to the original cruller on the on the case. And so I was like, oh, Jenny likes maple too, a little bit sometimes. Maybe I'll just get a maple old fashioned because visually an old fashioned looks like a very smushed cruller. But I did not know the difference. Despite my my donut enthusiasm, I did not know that old fashions are not technically crullers, even though they look like they would. If if there was like a what is that tree called in animal physiology or Wait, what? what? <laughs> if there was uh, like I a oh not. like like You're an ancestral about, like, tree, the genus, like yes, the genus yes, yes, the tree. I got if, you. If there was like a donut ancestral tree, I feel like crullers and old fashions would be from the same lineage. But all that to oh say, my God. I ordered 12 donuts and no crullers. Oh, no. And I came home. Oh. And we opened the box and I was like, look what I got for our household. <laughs> oh, and Jenny's God. like, where's the cruller? And I was like, it's, it's right there. It's covered in maple. She's like, that's not a cruller. Okay, I don't know what a cruller is, so I have to. Yeah, this wait, is wait, the cruller's me... cousin that you brought Hold into on. this home, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's round. I thought it was. 
I thought it was like a bar. Wait, you went back and got the crueler? So I was so upset. I was- <laughs> oh, no. I looked at these box of 12 donuts. Three of them were maple bars that Julie had asked for, and none of them were coolers. <laughs> and I was, I just like could not get over it. And it came down to like, it was not even about the donut anymore. It was like, Thomas doesn't know me. We are just, we, we are coming down from the, from the pre-recording of this podcast. We are coming down from a very heated argument. Oh my God. And I was like, Thomas, like, how is it that we've been to this donut shop so many times and you do not know what my favorite donut is? Oof. And Julie was looking at us like, this day cannot be ruined because of donuts. <laughs> Julie's like, look, I will go get more donuts. So- <laughs> Poor, Me- like, meanwhile, Julie is like, yeah, Julie, right. Don't fight, mom. Exactly. <laughs> meanwhile, Jenny and I are on like opposite ends of the room, just giving each other the silent treatment and like oh, staring no. at each other. Oh my god! It's never about the donut. There's always something deeper. Yeah, and then like <laughs> running through Thomas's mind is this donut genus tree. <laughs> yes. Hoping to come to my own defense. 90% of Thomas's brain is this tree. 10%. It's like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so Thomas tried to justify his purchase like 10 different times. And I was just like, <laughs> look, dude, there's a clear difference between an old-fashioned and a curler. I don't and okay, what's an old-fashioned? Old-fashioned is like a crispy, crispy um, donut here. Thomas can show you. Oh, wait. No, I do know what those are. I usually got those without frosting because mm-hmm. controversial yeah. opinion, I don't like frosting. My thing about donuts is that the fluffier, the better. Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing about a griller is that they are the fluffiest. They're pretty fluffy. And like, they're like the most airy donut. You all know what I mean? Like okay. this, this donut. So Julie came home. It's like a donut and- puff for a chip. Mm-hmm. from our yeah. chip episode <laughs> boom so julie a, came that's home beautiful. with um six more donuts so we currently have 18 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they, they're not gonna last more than two maybe three days in this household i must eat six a day it's, oh it's, wow it's his diet it's beautiful um and julie was like look uh, can you can you she's like can you reach in there and flip the vanilla one and I like went to touch it and flip it and I was like I cannot wait and I like started smiling after this like argument that we have to eat this donut and it turns out it was actually kind of about the donut yeah the Jenny donut. just really did want a cruller and in this case the vanilla cream topping was just literally well, like, the th- cherry I touched on top. it and it's like so airy and so perfect and the texture is ex- like that's what it's about when it comes down to it <laughs> the texture of the donut so the moral of the story is sometimes oh. it is about the food mm. yeah. like oh, yeah, yes. don't mess with hangry asians and their food yeah don't mess with my preferences it's just how it is don't get it wrong advise your marriage vows to be like i promise to get you the donut that you always want (laughs) and then i go thomas what kind of beans do i like on my chipotle (laughs) oh shit (laughs) the couple that knows it's chipotle's orders stay together 
I have to say that this does happen in my marriage sometimes. Like one of the biggest fights that I've had with my partner is um, like, well, one time it was donut related. He came home and I saw that he had the donut bag, but no donuts inside. And I was like, did you, did you just buy donuts for yourself and did not get me one? And then he just looked really guilty. Like, I didn't know I was supposed to. I was like, excuse me, are you married or not? Oh my God. I use that defense all the time. And it's so true. Oh my God. And then once, oh, oh the, but the ongoing fight is that um, he likes to eat like whatever food and then he'll eat all of it and then just leave like the empty carcass of the packaging just like lying around, like almost to taunt me. Like, <laughs> look at this desolate wasteland that I've produced through my ravenous appetite. <laughs> and I'm always just like okay it's it's not only the insult is like that you ate all of it by yourself like with no consideration for me but also that you left me to deal with the carcass like you just left it there to taunt me and now I have to deal with it so now how we've resolved that fight is that I make him tithe the last of everything I love it (laughs) the 10 percent yeah so like He loves gummy bears and he'll go through an entire bag by himself, no matter the size of the bag. And then there will always be just one single gummy bear waiting for me. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's a very structured way to remember to be considerate a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I do feel like I have been around this dynamic around Anil and Christine a lot. (laughs) I, okay. So I, this might be really controversial but I am so floored by the fact that like you want like the extra portion of food okay I talked to my friend who has like six siblings and I was like do you feel like you're a faster eater because you had siblings and she's like yes if you didn't eat quickly you didn't have food and so I'm like yeah and I'm like Christina's like the slowest eater I've ever met in my entire life (laughs) And she wants other people to leave food for her. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, if you want that food, you better have eaten it before the other person has eaten it if you want it. Like, I don't have, like, a marriage to hold over someone's head, but I'm, like, a very fast eater. So, like, this has blown my mind 400 times. (laughs) I'm, like, like, tithing the last portion of your chip bag. Of respect and and you know sometimes we don't learn it in a sibling context sometimes it comes later in life i mean this is a for that for that for those reasons this is also why i really struggle with hot pot i cannot if 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 eating hot pot meant like survival of the fittest i would be the first dead no i would i would take care of you and then jenny would come up to me afterwards and be like thank you for taking care of me. No, I, I remember this watching happen in real life yeah Actual i remember watching thomas at a stack hot pot um at garrett's house and thomas was like yeah whenever i'm at hot pot i just go home hungry and i was like how is that even possible like it is like physically impossible to do that and he was like well i just i just don't grab anything for myself I'm like what like, yeah, so I fed him the whole time. I like gave him food, like just I just passed food onto his plate. Oh my gosh! You know, literally, when situations like this come up, I will sit next to Thomas so I can watch him and supervise. <laughs> um, that day I was like, I'm too hungry. Yeah, <laughs> that, so I was like, different table. Yeah. 
but then I didn't notice because like it's more I mean Thomas was saying this but I like I don't know if it's like an oldest sibling thing but I typically make sure that everyone around me is like taken care of first and then I eat and that's not only a very sibling thing but it's a very Korean sibling thing I feel mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah. I as the oldest sibling I always have to take care of my my brothers but like if Thomas was my younger sibling and, and he went hungry, then it would be my fault that he didn't eat anything. Mm. It wouldn't be his fault. It would be my fault. So you're saying you're it. just doing it to save your ass. <laughs> from from no one. I mean, we, we become like the own parents in our own lives, right? That's true. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to beat my own ass if Thomas doesn't get to eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is some Michelle Foucault shit. This is like internalizing the panopticon. Well, oh I'm glad God. you're an oh, older sibling because as a younger sibling. I actually sibling... know what that means now. sorry jenny you were saying something it's totally fine i was just saying i'm glad pauline's the older sibling because as a younger sibling like i'm not there like my brain is like as long as i've eaten i'm clear you know (laughs) (laughs) my conscience is clean yeah yeah and for thomas to be like i don't eat and just get upset with him because i'm like why can't you fend for yourself i don't do it out of place of feeling bad right so like even as adults, you can still replicate a lot of behaviors that don't from, come from a good place. So like, mm-hmm. I still like checked in with myself and like, you know, made sure I wasn't like doing it because I was like annoyed with Thomas or something. I just like legitimately wanted him to eat hot pot because <laughs> apparently he had never done that before. Oh my gosh. It was, it was like the tone of you had never put hot pot in your mouth despite the fact you had been to hot pot before. Yeah, it's just, has, hot pot has never really been a good experience for me in terms of the feeling full I just, it just grieves me in my soul to hear you <laughs> say that. Oh, don't wow. worry, I, this winter I got plans to <laughs> Thomas with the hot pot. Yeah, so we're going to practice hot pot, just the two of it's us. It's going to be like a psychological, like, training exercise. Please <laughs> video this. I need to see it. It's it, going to be it's so like, good. It's like hot pot training wheels. <laughs> oh, to, for practice when we can all be together again. Oh. Pauline's choice so so as a as a vegan um there's basically (laughs) like one choice that I have in Seattle which is which is fine because it's a really great donut shop and I really loved their donuts before I became vegan so Mightyo Donuts in Seattle are totally vegan and they have lots of different flavors which is really nice um I have eaten a lot of donuts in Seattle though so I will go into like my like little shout outs later but um, yeah, I love my Dio. I, there's a, there's a couple of them around Seattle, but I think I've been to every single one of the branches and hmm. it just makes me really happy when people bring my Dio to like Pollux and stuff, because then I can like eat three donuts without feeling bad. Cause like, actually the thing I miss most is probably like baked goods. Um, I just have, I just have a pretty big sweet tooth. And so I just miss like eating random snacks all the time especially at work I feel like people would always have like snacks in the kitchen at the office and so I was just like stuffing my face all day um Mm. and then when after I became vegan I was like oh I I can't I can't do this anymore um that was unfortunate but yeah I love my neo donuts they're really good is the texture more like cakey like a cake donut versus a fluffy I don't know yeah, I don't know how to describe the other ones. Um, I don't think Lower. it's very cakey, uh, but I think it's like a really nice, like middle of the road texture. 
So it's not too greasy and it's not too fluffy where it feels like insubstantial. Mm. Um, I think it's like nice and hearty, but not too sweet uh, because I don't actually love like frosting <laughs> that much. Mm. Like I always used to get a, like at Top Hot, I used to get like a pumpkin old fashioned with no frosting on it with like coffee. And that was like my perfect breakfast because mm. the flagship uh, Top Hot, the one that like Obama went to and they like have this photo on the wall and stuff. It was down the street from my old work. And so um, I would go there like mid morning, like my friend Christine and I would walk down and get a donut um, or I would stop there on the way to work. And it was delicious. That does sound like the perfect breakfast. Yeah, and it's a really pretty donut shop, too, because, like, the entire wall is uh, windows. Well, Thomas, do you want to talk about your donut pick? Yes, and per usual, it seems like I have a lot of hot takes or controversial opinions about (laughs) a lot of things pertaining to food. Okay. And my donut recommendation for the city of Seattle and many cities across the country is Krispy Kreme Donuts. (laughs) Now, if you've never had a Krispy Kreme donut, where have you been? Says nobody. (laughs) Says nobody. The thing that I love about Krispy Kreme donuts is it is literally an experience because (laughs) when you drive by, they have a little light that shines that says like hot and fresh that it's open and ready for like the machine is on. So you can take a quick detour. I remember in high school and in college and in my adult life that whenever that light would turn on. I would literally stop what I'm doing, pull in, and then walk into the store and watch the little conveyor belt, like first make the little donut. And then as it goes down the conveyor belt, all of like the waterfall of that glaze would just turn it into like this beautiful white donut in a ghost Halloween costume as it would dry (laughs) and air. And then you would watch this happen. Meanwhile, this lovely person behind the counter would be like, would you like a free sample? Like what? okay and they literally just take it off the conveyor belt give it to you and it's just it like literally melts in your mouth there is nothing no donut better than that one experience while you're standing in in the store Mm. so I have a lot of very fond memories of standing in a Krispy Kreme donut factory shop watching donuts go by no, oh, that's, Thomas. that's my recommendation. And I, I, I share this because I want everyone to have that experience. That moment is just very special to me. I don't know why, but in elementary school, one of our field trips was to like a Krispy Kreme shop. So I also have extremely vivid memories of like watching the donuts mm-hmm. go down mm-hmm. the conveyor belt. I actually have the most vivid memories of like, like the, the waterfall of a frosting mm-hmm. and how it looked on the grill below. <laughs> it was like kind of gross, but... Yeah, I miss Krispy Kreme. I miss microwaving them the day after too. I don't know what's in them, like lard. Like it, yeah, it's just delicious. <laughs> Truly, like having a really fresh, piping hot Krispy Kreme donut, just like a regular, the original, mm. is so good. Like it's really kind of an unbeatable experience, especially mm-hmm. since you've like watched it come down the conveyor belt and everything. Uh, it's it's so great. You're watching a donut be birthed. <laughs> <laughs> We are all donut midwives just watching this process. Donut doulas. Donut doulas. Oh, wow. But yeah, like they're really good. I feel like for a city that has so many like artisanal donuts and like Mm. really great spots, it's very, it's it's hard to say that Krispy Kreme is your Seattle pick. You know what I mean? 
I agree. And on that note, I think we should all share some very special shout outs of places that uh, we want all of you to support and visit and experience. Okay, I'll shout out. Um, there is a place in the U District on 45th called Donut Factory. Um, it's run by this Asian family. Uh, they had their grand reopening when I like worked across the street. But I also I liked all of their vegan options. And they had like fun flavors, which I think is always good. Uh, mm -hmm. There's Top Hot, which I think is like, it's like based in Seattle. The original Top Hot is in Seattle. I used to eat their apple fritters all the time, but those things have like 800 calories. <laughs> They're <laughs> massive. Um, I, I do want to say that I think the best donut in Seattle is General Porpoise, which is uh, jelly-filled donuts in Capitol Hill. And those are donuts where like they're sold out by like seven or 8 a.m. like every day kind Whoa. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, people would like come to work with a box of them and be like, I stood in line for like an hour for these. So like enjoy them, you mere mortals. Pro tip though, if you go to the U Village one because it's more hidden, it, you it, there are higher chances of getting it. I literally didn't even know there was Yeah, yeah, there's one right <laughs> off of U Village. Um, and then my last shout out is like Mochi Donuts, like Mr. Donut in... Asia, I guess. I, I don't think there's Mr. Donuts in the U.S. Um, but there's more a more popularized there's a in Japan. Yes, um, very chewy, very delicious. Um, but you can get them at Dochi in Seattle if you're looking for a mochi donut. Yes, and this is like the opposite of a curler. This is like <laughs> yes, you're not airy. This these donuts are like thick. <laughs> <laughs> With yes, two C's. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> two C's and a bounce. <laughs> and it's super chewy. Super, super chewy. Do we have those croissant donuts here? Cronuts. Cronuts. I don't I'm sure they have so. them somewhere. Somewhere. I just haven't gone. Uh, like for some reason it hasn't really appealed to me very much because I'm like, it's just a croissant, but like round. Mm. So. It looks so flaky and delicious. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I would probably prefer a croissant donut over a mochi donut, though. Because of the airiness? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I guess I don't, I'm not a, like a chewy, chewy food person. This is why you don't like boba. You don't like the pearls because it's chewy. Yes. Yes, exactly. Delicious. Yeah, that's totally my jam. I'm actually kind of surprised that I haven't had a mochi donut yet. I will try it. I will seek it out. Mm -hmm. My sister dropped off um, on her way home from a long trip. They stopped by a donut shop called A1 in Everett. So it's not Seattle-based. Again, I'm zero for two for this podcast thus far. <laughs> but it was surprisingly very delicious. They were huge donuts, very airy. Um, 4.9 stars, I think, on some internet review site. But Ooh. yeah, if you're ever in Everett, check out A1 Donut. But for my Seattle recommendations, um, I would recommend Side Hustle Donuts and then Flower Box. I have not visited, but I was just targeted an ad from them on Instagram <laughs> and looks amazing. And it also looks Asian owned. So just a side note, though, Everett is such a foodie hotspot these days. There's actually really, really great, like fantastic restaurants there. And it's really coming up. So Ooh. something to look out for. 
Yeah, there's some beautiful cafes as well. I have a couple shout outs. Um, these are not, oh, okay, one place I've tried, one place I haven't. Um, the Seattle Foodies group on Facebook constantly has really, really good food recommendations usually, but especially donut recommendations. And um, Zuri's Donuts um, that is over in Linwood also comes up um, quite a lot and it's a black owned business. Um, and it looks amazing. Like the flavors look really incredible. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. Um, Linwood is also another really great food hotspot. So many fantastic like Asian like food options mm -hmm. there too. Mm -hmm. So I always really like going to Linwood. I always like kick myself. I'm like, it's great that I live in North Seattle. So I'm like closer. But mm. why don't I actually like live in Linwood? You know what I mean? I constantly <laughs> ask myself that. Um, but then another spot is Ray's Donuts um, down over in the CD in the Central District. Um, they are, I believe, an Asian-owned business. Um, and their donuts are like definitely like artisanal, very beautiful. The flavors are really good. Like their strawberry one is like one of the most like distinctly strawberry-ish one like it just mm -hmm. feels so fresh and like I feel like Thomas would be all about it I think yeah. Thomas needs to try it um but I feel like their donuts are almost like too small and too delicate like it doesn't have the satisfying like fluffiness of when you bite into it and mm. it just it's not like cakey it's just a little too airy it's almost like it's not really there so Maybe I don't I would like it yeah, maybe like yeah I, I know it's it's like really popular with people and like it sells out super quickly as well like they're open until they sell out um so it's one of those that where you have to like go really early and like line up um but they're mm -hmm. they're great and um they seem to be doing really well so go check them out I also have to put a trigger warning in for Seattle foodies the people on, oh yeah some people on there are so pretentious yeah, like, yeah, yeah well yeah. anyone who is like I'm a food like I feel like so many foodies are like that is my identity and I'm like mm. we all enjoy food <laughs> like and it's definitely like it's not the most POC friendly place like they've mm. they've recently changed admin there are more POC who are on admin and like they've done a better job but before it was like not great so there's actually another like um Seattle people of color gourmets group um mm. that is definitely like poc friendly it, it, it's hard to find a food space that is populated by a large amount of people and not be problematic <laughs> so yeah, i just i don't like i don't want to take recommendations from like white people about food because yeah. like for one thing in seattle they're all in north seattle so like they don't know any of the food in south seattle which mm -hmm. i would argue is better than in north seattle agree like there's just more variety down here there's more cultures there's a lot more like restaurants owned by the people who are like actually from that culture like i was working i had a temp job somewhere and we were talking about vegan food and she like some a coworker sends me the spreadsheet and i was like what the fuck is this spreadsheet because it's like literally from like three different neighborhoods in south seattle she's like these are all the vegan places i can think of and i was like I have like 20 more places to add to this because like you've clearly mm -hmm. never been below downtown. It was just, it was so weird. And I was like really annoyed. Um, and it was also like white people, vegan food. Like mm -hmm. there's like a Vietnamese vegan banh mi place down here. There's like another Vietnamese vegan place. There's um, just a lot more like Asian restaurants or like other types of cuisine, like Ethiopian food that are like naturally vegan. It's just, I was annoyed like it 
I think people don't realize how like white centered mm-hmm. that gets like when you get into a, a specific subset of food like oh we're foodies or like this is vegan like it's just it becomes super white centered in a way yeah. that's like, really uncomfortable yeah which is why we're doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it shimmer 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 Spack Snack is brought to you by The Small Things in Life. 2020 is winding down and 2021 is coming around the corner. Whilst we can't be sure what the future may bring, we can delight in the small joys that surround us and be present in the moment. May the small things in life bring you grace and gratitude this holiday season. We wish you peace. It's time for our usual question. What are you snacking on? So I have just finished watching the second season of the mandalorian it is so good (gasps) better than the first oh way better way 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 better yeah it's it's just like the first kind of felt kind of okay i can appreciate it as an art genre of like westerns and it's all kind of slow and it's like building and it's like moody and i'm like a huge fan of pedro pascal and so like i was down for that and like baby yoda is really cute you know but it just kind of felt really like he's just going from here to there like nothing's really happening and then like season two pow 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 like so much happening and then the finale was like so good like i'm not even a diehard star wars or anything but like Mm. it was like payoff it was so good so good I, i highly recommend people watch it um if they can and I've also been watching a lot of this British TV show called Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all free. It's on YouTube. And um, there's like 10 seasons. And it's basically just a bunch of British comedians who are set out to do all these like really banal, like really random tasks. Like, for example, shower is going to turn on in two minutes and like soak this person you need to use like the ob- any object inside of this house to prevent this person from being soaked and the team that makes uh this person like the most dry will win um so it's all really random um but how each person interprets the task and the prompt is really hilarious um so i've just been watching that with my partner and um he actually organized a taskmaster themed birthday for me <laughs> so he got like a bunch of my friends to do like because I I wanted to invite a lot more people but then he was like oh I can't handle like coordinating like for (laughs) 10 people so um he only got like a small group to um each do the tasks and he put together an incredible video and we watched it on my birthday and it was so funny um yeah it was I, I've really been enjoying those two shows lately. And wh- what else am I doing? I'm just at home watching TV anyways and grading. So that's what I've been snacking on. What about you, Pauline? Well, I finished my first quarter of grad school on Tuesday. So the last couple of days for me have just been me like not knowing what to do with myself. Um, but I have been, I picked up my Nintendo Switch again. <laughs> Uh, I logged back into <laughs> Animal Crossing, which was interesting because I missed a lot. Um, but I've just been playing like Nintendo Smash, uh, Super Smash Brothers. There's like an adventure mode where you can like go through a map and like battle a lot of people. And I'm very like, I, I'm like a button masher when it comes to playing anything. And so button I have masher. to like actually figure out how to like 
fight and I'm not allowed to fight with Samus or Zero Suit Samus which is like my favorite fighter because like I I can only fight with the fighters that I've gone so far so um I've just been like beating people up as which is really fun yeah and I think for winter break I might figure out how to like set up like twitch streaming (laughs) as a way to like hang out with people um and then i think the only other game that i own on steam is transistor so i think i might get back into playing that i was considering getting either cyberpunk 2077 or what was the other game i was thinking of um but there's a whole bunch of issues around cyberpunk like now that i'm like kind of getting into like gaming fandom or like gamers there's just a lot of interesting drama so that's been kind of fun and because I live alone um I'm following a couple twitch streamers now and I kind of know their schedule and so like usually at some point of the day I have someone's like stream playing in the background which is really nice because then you feel less alone Mm. um yeah and it's I've really gotten into like watching streamers because like it's in real time and like I can go back and like watch the VOD later but um like one of my favorite streamers streams on YouTube. Her name is Valkyrie. <laughs> and I really like tuning into her streams because I really like, um, I don't know, I just like like how she, she's like really competitive, but they're not like complete jerks and assholes to each other. So I appreciate that. So that's my recommendation. Nice. Jenny, what are you snacking on? I think for me right now, a very exciting thing is our live Christmas tree. So growing up, my parents always did like, artificial actually they did it until I was like 12 and then they stopped artificial (laughs) Christmas tree and then we kind of just stopped doing Christmas trees altogether but um, this year a friend of ours invited us to go to a tree farm and cut our own tree and it was just such a delightful experience because they give you like the little dolly to carry it in (laughs) and you take it to this area where they put the like put the stump of the tree into this um, machine that shakes it. And apparently it shakes like all the bugs out and things like that. Oh, gross. I was, like, I was very pleased with the fact that like they had thought about all this and then they put it into like the chute and the Christmas tree comes out like wrapped in this mesh. So then it's really easy to transport. So for people like Thomas and I who would not trek through the snow, this was a great option (laughs) we didn't know what to expect because we'd never done it before but we're like nice like boom done (laughs) we definitely paid more for that tree than we needed to because we went to like an actual life christmas tree farm and the the worst part about it is that it doesn't actually smell like pine that was probably the biggest disappointment it was why why doesn't it smell like pine we don't know. I mean, it's huh. we. It's our first live Christmas tree, so maybe this is what it's not supposed to smell like. We have no idea what the situation is, but it's so cute, and we put some lights on it and like have a little white curtain thing at the bottom, and like we give it water to keep it alive. And it's just, it's just so sweet. Like the whole experience is just so fun. I'm glad that we're doing this because otherwise Christmas would be a total drag. Well, Thomas, what have you been snacking on? I have been snacking on this animated movie called Klaus or Claus. Yeah, Claus. Klaus or Claus. It's on Netflix, Netflix. I think it was. 
And, you know, Jenny and I were trying to get into the holiday spirit and things. And we were trying to pick a holiday movie. I did not want to watch Elf. I don't have anything against Elf. I just have seen it so many times and wanted something, you know, like new. So browsing through this list, we, we ended up on Klaus. And I was like, oh, this is like, oh, this makes sense. It's like a, a remake on the, the Santa Claus story. And it turned out to be so emotionally involved and sweet. And by the end of it, Jenny and I were looking at each other with like tears rolling down our, our faces. <laughs> so sweet. I highly recommend that. Um, especially if you've never seen it. And then of course, after you see a new movie or new new show, you go to all like the internet reviews and turned out it to be pretty good. People really liked it. So, uh, like, are you, do, you, do you think it's more like sad or like touching? Touching. Very, very okay. touching. Um, okay. It's it's a story about friendship. Uh, it's a story about it's it's a definitely a new um, etiology, a story of origin about how Santa Claus came to be, according to this um, mail delivery system. Speaking of, support your local post office still, but it just feels very timely and made me think about friendships a lot mm. and, and committed relationships and what it means to kind of discover things you thought you were looking for when in fact it was all around you in the first place. Oh, very Christmassy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This podcast is generously hosted by Diverging Mag and our audio editor is Thomas Yang. Our music is by Chucky Kim and the podcast artwork is created by Kelly Camarita Martel. For more premium snack content, you can follow us on Instagram at stack underscore snack, and you can also find us on Twitter at the same handle. Feel free to slide into our DMs with snack recommendations, feedback, and stories of your own. We always love hearing from you. Until next time, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and stay safe.